Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. But when God puts you there, there's already an exit to get out of the thing. He already knows what you can bear. He already knows what you can handle. If he puts you in it, he's going to bring you through it. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. And we declare an open heaven above this facility, above this worship service today. Have your way. Lead us in the word of God, we pray in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. amen. Amen and amen. Well, you may take your seats in the presence of our life-changing king. I thank God for all of you uh, here today that have made it out today to hear the word of the Lord, uh, to our online community that have that have tuned in to hear the word of the Lord wherever you are all around the world. We welcome you here. Uh, to those of you that are joining us today by way of MP3 or CD or DVD or however you may be joining us, we welcome you in the name of the Lord. Well, it's good seeing all of you uh, here again this morning. Amen. It's so good seeing all of you here. And as you know, the Lord has had us in a series entitled The Force of peace, the force of peace. It is incumbent upon us to learn what peace is, and we've been really getting into it, and, and how to dwell in God's peace richly. And now we're going to continue in that today. So turn with me once again to the book of Philippians, Philippians, the fourth chapter. We're going to get these, remember, every time we meet, we're going to rehearse, if you will, these uh, scriptures so that we can really get them in us. We're going to go over it again and again and again and again so we can really get them in us, and we're going to go even further today. So Philippians, the fourth chapter, Philippians 4. I'm ready to dive into the Word of God. How about you? Amen. And so we're going to speak from the subject of the force of peace, part number five. Part five. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number seven. And uh, when you're ready, let's read it together when you're ready. Philippians 4, verse 7. Ready? Let's read. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through, through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. Very important for us to know that this peace that we're talking about today, that we've been talking about for the last five weeks, comes through Christ Jesus comes through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Colossians, the third chapter, Colossians three, uh, verse number 15. Remember now you can keep your, if you want to get some Bible tabs, you can get some Bible tabs and put these tabs in these scriptures because we're going to go back to them every week until the Lord um, changes our destination. Uh, Colossians three, verse 15 says, y'all ready to read that? It says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Praise the Lord. We have to let the peace of God rule in our hearts. Now let's go to Isaiah 26. We're going to go right back there today. Isaiah 26. Isaiah, the 26th uh, chapter, and we're going to once again read uh, verses 1, 2, uh, 3, and 4. I'll read 1 and 2 and 4. I'll ask you to help me read verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 1 says, 
in that day shall this song be sung. In the land of Judah, we have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Let's read verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. In the Lord Jehovah, the great I am, is everlasting strength. All right, so we're going to really focus again on verse number three. Now, notice the word of the Lord. It says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Now, just a little bit of recap, and we understand again that the word keep means to guard, right? Guard, protect. It also means to restrain. He will keep us or protect us or um, restrain us in perfect peace, that limitless peace, perfection, a perfected state of peace. Peace meaning tranquility, this, a state in which nothing is missing, nothing is broken. Uh, we are before the Lord and everything is just fine. Amen? Amen. Whose mind is stayed on thee. So we've been looking at that last phrase there for a while. Whose mind is stayed. The word stayed means to be uh, really anchored or positioned. We talked about the word stayed being like a post uh, that is uh, well rooted. It is, it, it, it is very deep within the ground and it extends up very high. It is a strong, stable place. The word uh, stayed there also means to lean on, whose mind is leaning on. The word stayed there also means uh, to be supported, whose mind is supported by thee, whose mind is leaning. And we, we said now, uh, minds will lean on minds. Thoughts lean on thoughts. Thinking leans on thinking, right? Uh, the same type of matter. Uh, I can't hold you up by my faults. Remember that? We tried to give that testimony or that illustration before. Uh, I asked someone to come up and let me try to hold you up with my thoughts. And I couldn't get any takers that day. I don't know why. I had my, my fingers on my temple and everything. You know, and, and no, I couldn't get any takers. All right. But as a general rule, um, like things can lean on like things. Physical matter can lean on physical matter. Right. Uh, if it's solid, you can lean two solid things together. By the same token, when, when our minds lean on the Lord, we're leaning on God's mind. Uh, that is to say, we're leaning on God's thoughts. We're leaning on his thinking. Amen. Amen. So when we keep our minds stayed on him, uh, we're talking about keeping our thinking uh, stayed on or leaning on his thinking or let our thinking be supported by his thinking. In short, we want to have our minds in sync with the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. That's our goal to have the mind of Christ in operation in our heart and in our lives. Now we are his disciples. Amen. Amen. We are born again believers. We are what the world says Christians, even, even the Bible declares in the book of uh, Acts, we are Christians. In order to be Christians, really, we're going to have to have the mind of Christ. What he loves, we love. What he hates, we hate. What he rejects, we reject. If anything is contrary, we got a problem. If Jesus hates something and we love it, we got a problem. If Jesus rejects it and we take it in, we got a problem. 
So we are endeavoring to have the mind of Christ, to think like Christ in this world. Remember, the Bible says that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And the difference in us is the spirit of God dwelling within us, of course. And we're thinking with the mind of Christ. Thinking. We've taken our mindset uh, after the new man, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're focusing on that. And in short, as we do that, God said he will keep us in perfect peace. All right. So here again, whose mind is stayed on the Lord. We're going to be kept in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Then he goes on to say, because he trusts in thee. Now we're really going to get that last part probably on next week. But we stopped off on Matthew 14. The last time we were together, Matthew 14, I want to, uh, I really want to thank all of you for taking the time out to, um, go online and, and getting the message or getting one of the CDs and really just going over that word. It makes it, it makes it easier, uh, to minister the word to you when we have a, when we have a foundation, you, you just don't hear it one day, but you go home and you hear it again. You make sure you get it in you. Some of you are very industrious and you go home and you you go to your notes and you go back over those scriptures. That's very good. That's going to help you. Uh, That's going to help you uh, to continue to uh, define the word of God, continue to get it in you. It's going to help to keep you up. Amen. Amen. All right. So here again, uh, we're going to keep our minds stayed on the Lord or we're going to we're going to keep our thinking in sync with his thinking. We're going to think like Christ. And as we do that, we're going to be kept in perfect peace. And remember, as a general rule, you cannot give away something that you do not have. And in this world today, what man needs most, of course, is the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And they need peace. And only Jesus can bring them that peace. And how can you give them peace if you don't have it? And the more we minister the word of God, the more we speak about it, the more faith comes forward because faith comes by what hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we minister about peace, as the Lord brings peace forth, guess what's happening? Peace is coming. Peace is coming. The anointing of peace is coming upon us. Every time we speak it, every time it, it hits the atmosphere, we have the ability to reach up and receive the peace, receive the peace, receive the peace of God. Amen. It rains down like a river. I mean, like rain. All right. So Matthew 14, are you there? I want to get that too. Matthew 14. And uh, like I said, we stopped here on last time. So we really, I really, 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 really do want to just take my time and really just get through this. Uh, with you because there's so much here. Matthew 14, I'm going to read verse 22 down to um, verse 33. And it says, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a what? To get into a ship. King James says a ship. Uh, And to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the uh, midst of the sea, tossed with waves for the wind was contrary. And let me put it in part just for a second. Lord, one day I'm able to get through the whole thing. Now, Jesus put the disciples on a ship, right? He put them into the ship. 
And it's the same ship that he put them into that was now in trouble. You hear people say all the time, oh, God won't put anything on me that I can't bear. I know he won't, but it's mighty hard. It's so hard. I don't know why God putting this on, putting this on me. Most of the time, it's not God putting on you. It's you putting it on you. You went down there and signed that loan. You told Buddy he could live with you. Now he won't get out your house. You did all this, that, and the other. And we call it God putting it on us. Now, there are certain things that are God-ordained, like this is God-ordained. Jesus told him, get on the ship. The ship that he knew was going to get in trouble. Are you with me? But when God puts you there, there's already an exit to get out of the thing. He already knows what you can bear. He already knows what you can handle. If he puts you in it, he's going to bring you through it. If he puts you there, if he assigns you to be there, there's an exit. There's a way to get out. Not only a way to get out, but to get out victoriously. All right? So be cautious. When you hear people say that stuff, you tell them, hey, slow your roll. God didn't do that. I saw you. You did that to yourself. You out of a job because you opened your big mouth and cursed out the supervisor. So that's you. You don't have your car note because you got it. And you went out and drank up all your money and all that beer. That's you. Oh, God, going to put, no, 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 no. We need to stop lying on them. But there are certain things that are God ordained. Jesus said, get in the ship. And he knew that the ship was going to be in trouble. Get in there. He had to, he had to constrain them. Get in there. I know you don't want to, but get in there anyway. Get in there. And he sent them out. Are you hearing me? When it's God ordained, there's already an exit. There's already a way for you to come out of this thing victoriously and you're going to be better. And they were better. They had seen, they'd seen Jesus. Now we're going to read this in a minute. They saw Jesus in different light than they saw him before because of this experience that they're about to have. Are you with me? All right. So it says, uh, the wind was contrary or let's stop. Let's go back to verse 25 or rather 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with waves for the wind was contrary and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Oh, so wonderful. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit or it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Oh, help me, Lord. Verse 27 says, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, cheer, cheer. It is I, I, I. Be not afraid, afraid, afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come, come, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind bolsterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. I'm telling you, that's wonderful. And caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased.
Then they that were in the ship came and worshiped and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Whoo! You're not just some ordinary preacher, you're the Son of God. They worshiped him. And for all those that say Jesus was not God, they say, well, Jesus was a good man. Jesus was a prophet, but he was not God. Well, if Jesus was not God, then he would have been a, a disobedient or would have been an out of order preacher because here he also received worship. Tell me somebody else in scripture that received worship and lived. Or still could walk in the favor of God, walking in the miracles of God. They worshiped him. Remember the Lord said in the Ten Commandments, you'll have no other God before me. In other words, don't worship anybody before me. But here's Jesus. He's receiving their worship. He's not telling them, stop, 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 stop. Are you hearing me? Even in the book of Revelation, when John, uh, John the Revelator, when he saw angels, uh, I mean, these things, he fell. You know, the angel said, hey, man, stop. I'm your fellow servant. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't see that you don't do that. Don't worship me. Get up, get up, get up. Don't do th- God may see you. Get up, man. You ain't getting me in trouble. You need to get up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The apostles knew that when they went out, they went to a certain place. And, and uh, uh, even when I believe when Apostle Paul, when a snake came up and bit his, bit his hand, the inhabitants said, oh, he's dead now. But he shook it off and they thought that the gods had come to them. Oh, hey, man, get up, get up, get up. Don't worship me. Worship God. You're not getting me in trouble. But here is Jesus. Didn't say a word. Receive their worship. Why? Because he's God. Hallelujah. He can receive the worship. Hallelujah. And we worship you today, Lord Jesus. We adore you today, Lord Jesus. We magnify you today, Lord Jesus. Yes, we do. Hallelujah. We lift up the name of Jesus. And so let's, let's get into the text because there are so many rich and wonderful things here for us to get into. I'm really excited about this today. And so here again, let, let, let's take our time. Let's just go through this. Let's go to verse number 28. We'll look at, we'll start, um, start here. And so remember we said before that we have to, our minds have to stay in sync with the mind of Christ. That's the battle. Keeping your mind stayed on the Lord. Keeping your thoughts posted to his thoughts, so to speak. Keeping yourself leaning on his thoughts through different struggles in life. So let's look at this in verse 28. It says, and Peter answered and said, once Peter had identified, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. I know it's you, Jesus, but uh, I want to do what you are doing. What was Jesus doing? He was defying the law of gravity. Anything that goes on water, if it doesn't float, it sinks. Just like a rock, it goes straight down. But the law of gravity was suspended, put on hold. While the king was stepping on the water. I love that. There was a higher law in motion. A higher law was, was superseding the law of gravity. And Jesus was walking in that law. Are you hearing me? There are higher laws. You know, uh, there, 
Um, law of sickness and disease, we can say that. Unless another law intervenes, you're going to die with it. Amen. Right? Amen. But it's by his stripes that we were healed. A higher law comes in motion. And we begin to operate in things that we're really not supposed to operate in, but we can because we've, we've um, subscribed to a higher law. Yes, so here's Peter. He sees the Lord Jesus walking in the midst of sea and he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now, are we saying all this again to, to get in that perfect peace with the Lord? That's our goal, to get in that state of perfect peace. And our minds can be kept, our life if your mind is kept, the rest of you will be kept. Are you with me? If your mind is a mess, the rest of you is a mess. So when the Lord, we we're endeavoring to be kept in perfect peace as our mind is in perfect sync with the Lord. And here's a great illustration of that. So Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come unto you on the water. Now, he says, bid, the word bid there means command. Lord, if that's you, then issue out a word of official commanding power. Bid me, command me to come unto thee. Jesus says that you command me to come to you. In other words, set my destination. I just don't want to get out on the water and just go willy nilly. I think I'm going to walk over here and walk over there. I think I'll just do some pirouettes over there and some flip flops. I mean, flip over. No, I want to come to you. Everybody hearing? That's very important. Jesus set my destination. Bid me or command me to come to you. And that's exactly what we want to do. We want to go to Jesus. We want to go to him in every area of our lives. We want to go to Christ. We want to go to the anointed one, his power. We want to go to him. Amen. In our marriage, I want to go to Jesus. I want, I want to see Jesus in my marriage, in my finances. I want to see Jesus in my finances, in my body. I, I want to go to Jesus in every part of life. But it is a struggle. And most of the struggle is going to occur, of course, in the spirit and also in your mind, in your thinking. And we're going to show you this. And so he says, come unto me, you know, uh, he said, bid me to come unto you on the water. And he said, come. There's the, there's the order that has been, uh, that, that was ushered out of the mouth of God. Come. Here's the command. So now Peter is about to step down on the command of the Lord or on the word of the Lord. Remember, it is impossible for us to have faith, true biblical faith, without having a word. Amen. If someone says, I have faith in God, I have faith in God. Okay, well, what word are you standing on? What has God said that you're having faith for? Uh, I don't know, but I know I'm have faith in God. I know I got, I know I believe in him. I know I believe in him. That's sinking sand. You're going to have to have a word to hold on to. You believe in God for healing? Well, what are you believing? Well, I'm believing First uh, Peter 2, 24, by his stripes, I was healed. I'm holding on to that word. And you can declare that word of the situation. You can lean on that word because that word gives you the mind of Christ. That's how Christ thinks. He thinks that he has already healed you. He's already done the works. Hallelujah. As we lean on what he thinks, we'll begin to receive that same benefit. Amen. All right, but let's go through. So the Lord issues out the command, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, oh, this is thrilling. Notice, think about that walk. Now, the wind is boisterous. I mean, it is really violently blowing the, the water. Then there are great waves and swells, you know, and the rain is coming. It's, it's like 
rain, but it's actually the, the, the water that's coming up from the ocean and it's filling the boat. And uh, they're all terrified. They've been rowing all night. They see Jesus. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, come. So the Lord gives the word. And Peter, can you think about this? He's looking, all the others looking at him. Peter, what you doing, man? What you doing? Peter begins to take a step. I can see him grabbing the side of the boat. Oh, oh, Jesus, look. Whoa, both feet. Can you imagine that? Both feet out of the boat now. And we know that when normally when he put his feet feet and when anybody put your feet on water, what happens? You go straight down. Isn't that right? And so now here he is. He's actually standing on water. The law of gravity has been suspended. He has faith in the word of the Lord. He has faith in what, that one word, come. Jesus said, come, so I can come. You don't have to know a whole lot of scripture. All you really need is that one word that God gives to you personally. This one word, come. That one word. He's standing on that one word. Four letters in the English language, come. And this word is strong enough as he has faith in this word to hold him up. So right now, Peter is walking on what the Bible says. And, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, that's very important. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. He was standing on the word of the Lord and his destination was in view. He was looking at Jesus. Now, all the stuff, all the, the hell we can say, all the torment, all that was all still all around them. Nothing had changed. The same winds that had tormented them in the boat, the same waves and all, all that was still. Imagine, I mean, all these great waves crashing down all around you. And he's a fisherman, but they understand the danger of drowning. He can swim. He's a fisherman, but he understands that in this type of weather, there's a good chance that I could drown. Remember, faith, true faith uh, has an element of risk and danger. If you say you're standing in faith, but you're not risking anything, there's no danger of losing something. You're not standing in faith. You're standing in yourself. And so here's an element of danger. I'm putting myself in danger by asking you to do this. I could drown. There's an element of safety that's still here in the boat. Yes. I could yes. still be somewhat safe in the boat, but I'm putting myself out there. There's an element of danger. And so the Bible says he came down out of the ship and began, Lord, began to walk on the water to go to, to, go to the Lord Jesus. So Jesus is in view. I want you to notice that Jesus is in view. So right now, his mind is in sync with the mind of Christ. That's what we want to get to. Right now, at this moment, his mind is in sync. Jesus says, Peter, you can do it. Peter says, I can do it. I can do this. And he's doing this through Christ, through the word that has come out of Jesus' mouth. All right? His mind is in perfect sync 
uh, with the Lord. Now let's look at verse, let's look at the very next verse because here we have what's called a faith breakdown. And we're also going to know why uh, it was, why his faith broke down. It says in verse 30, but when he saw the wind bolsterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Look at this faith breakdown. Now we know his faith was breaking down because it says he began, he beginning to sink. When you're standing on water, you don't begin to sink. You just sink. Okay. His faith was not completely gone. It was breaking down. It was losing the solidness. It lost its, um, its ability to uphold him. It lost its ability to suspend uh, the law of gravity. He was beginning to sink. His faith was breaking down. That is, he began to go in the water. I can see it. Oh, Lord, I'm going down. I can see a very slow descent down. Oh, I'm slowly being, um, uh, he's slowly being, uh, the water is, you know, coming up around his ankles, his knees, his waist. Oh, my Lord Jesus, save me. His faith was breaking down. Now, the very key here that we need to look at is that we can all start in faith, but we have to maintain that faith all the way to the promise. To Jesus, all the way to the promise, we have to maintain the faith. And so here is Peter, his faith begins to break down. Why did his faith begin to break down? The Bible says here, when he saw, say saw. So here again, his faith, when he started, his mind was perfectly in alignment with the Lord Jesus. He was doing the impossible. He was walking on the water. But when he saw, now to saw, the word saw means to perceive with the eyes. It means to acquire information visually. To acquire information. When you see something, you're acquiring new information. New information. Peter was accessing and uh, receiving new information. Uh, in effect, the wind, and we know that the, the, really the Bible talks about the wind here, uh, talks about demonic powers. The, the enemy is the prince of the power of the air. Uh, we know that the waves or the water really symbolizes um, people, uh, the masses of people. Remember when the Lord was on the ship with the disciples when he was asleep before, he rebuked the wind and to the waves, or rather to the water, he said, peace be still to the sea. He calms us down, but he rebukes demonic powers. And so here is Peter when he saw the wind, or really we can say when he saw the effects of the wind upon the circumstances, uh, he began to receive new information. And how you handle new information when you're in the midst of a crisis will determine whether you sink or continue to uh, walk to the Lord. How will you handle new information? Because this new information was different from that that the Lord gave him in the first place. Jesus said, you can do this. Come. Come meant come. The word C-O-M come mean that you can do this. I'm giving you the ability to do this. But when Peter saw, here comes new information um, being added to him. He received it. And what it said was that you cannot do this. This is a bad situation. You're going to drown. 
and one that once that new information came in to his mind he received it and then he began to sink are you with me so I, I, let, let, me, let me just read a few things to you that, that I wrote earlier. Before Peter uh, began to sink, his mind was stayed on Jesus. But he allowed what he saw to enter in and change his thinking. Now, why is this important? Because some of you will be undergoing um, uh, times of crisis. And you need to lean on the word and continue to lean on the word in order to reach the promise. If you lean on the word in the beginning, start out in faith. But if you drop that word, uh, then you're going to sink. You're going to sink. And then what would have hurt you will hurt you. What was designed to drown you will drown you if you drop your faith. Are you hearing? Now, um, so the enemy uses, he's using all of the sight realm, everything that you can see. Because he wants to change your mind. Now, the purpose of his changing your mind is to get your, get your mind off of the Lord. Remember, he will keep your mind in perfect peace, keep you in perfect peace as your mind is stayed on him. Peter was in perfect peace as he was walking because he had his mind stayed on the Lord. But the moment he began to look and see other things, his mind was no longer stayed on the Lord. His mind was no longer in sync with the thinking of Christ, and he began to sink. All right? Listen, you won't have peace until you fully conquer or remove the threat. Uh, it is the enemy's strategy to make you think that you are no longer safe standing on the word of God you're not safe Peter you're no longer safe you only or rather your only option then uh, would be to forsake the word and lean to your own understanding the enemy knows that he cannot defeat you as long as you are standing on the word so he tempts you to move from or draw other he's rather he tempts you by uh, drawing your attention to other information like an x-ray like the doctor's report here's other information you know what jesus said you know what you believe in god for but here's other information here's your bank balance uh here's here's what people are saying and, and thinking here's other information he's trying desperately to get other information into your thinking to corrupt your thinking He's trying to load a virus, if, if you will, into your programming so that your mind will no longer be stayed on Christ. Because he knows that he cannot defeat a believer whose mind is in sync with God. Can't. It cannot be accomplished. So he'll be on the side of you saying, look over here, Peter. Look over here, Peter. You're going to drown. You're going to drown. Look over here, Peter. And so here again, what is the wind? The wind, uh, we can say, is demonic powers. And the sea, of course, represents um, man. So, the, so Peter saw, when he saw the wind bolsters, in other words, he saw the effects of the wind on the sea. Or we can say he saw the effects of demonic powers on people. He riled, the enemy was riling people up, we can say, riling them up, getting them aroused, getting them aroused with anger or 
or depression or negative emotions. Now catch this scene. Now catch this scene because we're, we're somewhat leaving, uh, Peter right now on the water and we're coming to you here in this modern day time. As you're, as you're, uh, leaning on the Lord, relying on Him, believing God for a certain thing, and, uh, you're, you're there, you're in faith, and you're going toward the Lord Jesus, and your answer is secure, it is stable, and it's there, and you're walking in that way, and then here comes the enemy wanting to interrupt you, by riling people up all around you. Uh, they begin to start cussing and fussing and beginning to try to aggravate you. You can't do this and, and you can't do that. Circumstances and situations because the enemy has the ability to really get people going. And it seems like all at the same time, everyone is against me. What in the world is going on? How is all this happening? How is all this happening? And then you go to some um, person that is ignorant in the word of God and they'll, they'll say, well, God is putting this on me and I know he won't put on me more than I can bear. No, God didn't do that. That's the devil. You need to rebuke it. Are you hearing it is our job to continue to stand on what God said. And in doing that, we're going to remain in a state of perfect peace as we reach our destination. So the enemy can rile people up all around you and rile circumstances up. He has, the, he has access to the seen realm. He has access to it. You go home, you say, everything was fine. But what happened? You go to work, everything was fine. Then what happened? What happened to them to make them all crazy? People just snap. What's going on? Yeah. You're getting closer to Jesus. Amen. That's what's happening. You're walking in faith and getting even closer to the Lord Jesus. And so the enemy is just railing it up, just ribbing people up, just ribbing people up, trying to hinder you from getting to the Lord. Are you hearing? All right. So let, let's just let's continue. Look, so we, we do we have that scene now? We got this scene. And so the so we can expect that temptation, but nothing that we see or hear when we're standing on the word of God, nothing that we can see, hear, taste, touch, or smell can hinder us unless we allow it to. Peter began to sink because he took in this new information. Jesus had already given him information. You can do this. Come. But here is not, here is more information that contradicts what Jesus said. He can see it all around him. This word that Jesus said, come, it's invisible. I can't see that. I see it's holding me up, but I, I can't see his word. But I can see these waves. I can see the bank balance. I, I can hear them cussing me out. I, I can hear, I can see the x-rays. I, I can see, I can see all this other stuff. Here again, the enemy cannot defeat you when your mind is in sync with the mind of Christ. When you're standing on the word of God, you will not drown. So his, uh, his methodology or his strategy or scheme is to try to deceive you. To get your mind, here's new information. Let me download it into your mind. If you let it, if you, if you drop your firewall, so to speak, and let this information come in, it's going to corrupt your system. And slowly but surely, you begin to slip away uh, from the Christ thinking and you go out trying to save your own life. Yeah, yeah. Are you hearing? Amen. Listen, Amen. now I want you to notice something here and then, Lord, our time's about gone. Notice something. Notice also that fear overcame him. 
Let's look at the scripture again. Uh, the Bible says in verse number 30, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Now, this is very good. Hear this. So we know that fear overcame him. He had what we would call a panic attack. Sudden information. Now, this, all this happened in moments. Some information came into the contrary suddenly. And <gasps> anybody ever have a panic attack before? Just a sudden burst of information, of negative information, and you know that you can't handle this? <gasps> panic attack. He had what we would call a panic attack. Fear occurs through the thinking process. Now, please hear this. I love the Lord. Forgive me this. Please hear this. Fear occurs through the thinking process. It is activated when our mind uh, interprets danger in a situation. Danger is determined when the mind makes a quick assessment of our strengths and weaknesses and the strengths and weaknesses of the threat. Hear me. The entire process of assessment takes only fractions of seconds. Fear comes in when the mind has decided that the threat is too great for us. And then we go into the fight or flight uh, situation. Are you hearing me? In a moment of time, this happens all in a moment of time. You see a little snake coming in. Now, you may be watching television, eating popcorn, and then out of the corner of your eye, you look over, and in a moment of time, your brain has analyzed. You see the size of the snake, and you know who you are. You don't know how to use a gun. You don't have this. I mean, in a moment of time. Your mind has analyzed snake, bad, deadly, could kill me. Your mind has analyzed your body, venom gets in my body, I die. This all happens over seconds, 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 seconds. Let me reenact this in slow motion, what really happens. Eating popcorn. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to <laughs> We immediately go to a safe place. Whether we climb up on the furniture or you know climb up on the table somewhere and we yell snake Right? This takes place in seconds. We don't hold a committee meeting. Oh, should I be afraid of this snake here? Hmm. Hmm. Should I be a it seems to be rattling. Hmm. Well the logical thing would be to examine the snake. No, most of us don't think that way. We see within seconds. Calculations. The mind is calculated. But even in a danger, danger, danger. Get out, get out, get out. Move, 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 move. Isn't that right? This thing happens in seconds once you look over and see it. You're standing in the middle of the street. Here's a tractor trailer coming. I mean, you see the danger. You move. 
unless something else is wrong in the mind. Right? We determine that as danger. Now, someone that may have had training in snakes, staying with the same example, that may have had training in snakes, may look over and may be eating popcorn with you too. You're on the table. They looked over too. Oh, that's just a garden snake. And they go back and they're eating. They're, they're, they've already trained their mind to look at, and I know what it is just by looking at it, and they, they decide, their mind decides no threat. So therefore, they are not afraid. We are afraid when we see threat. If you see no threat, you will not be afraid. Are you hearing me? So whatever your mind determines is a threat. That's what causes us to be afraid. Threat. I'm getting for a lot of people and I, oh, they may laugh. Threat, 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 threat. Um, I'm going to have to um, sing before them all. Threat, 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 threat. I'm going to have to read in front of the class. I'm going to have to do this and that big presentation at work. Ooh, I'm, how are you feeling? Afraid. What do you see? Threat, threat, threat. There's something here that could harm me. Threat. I could be embarrassed. Uh, you know, they could talk about me. They could laugh at me. Threat, threat, threat. We're only afraid when we see a threat. So Peter is out on the water. He's fine. But he looks over and sees, takes in his new information, and his mind says, I'm going to die. Threat. Right? He allows this information to come in. And he immediately sees a threat. Now listen. But if we train our mind. That, that is. Um, if our mind has been trained to meditate on the word of God. Uh, we will look to the strength of God. And not to our own limited ability. It may take a moment. We may falter for a little bit. Here again Peter began to sing. You can catch yourself. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I know what God said. I'm healed. Thank you for your report, doctor. I understand that, but I thank God that I'm healed. I, oh, wait, 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 wait. I may not have a job, but God has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, God always calls me to be triumphant. In Christ Jesus, he always calls me to triumph. I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. I can do this thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Peter began, can you recover? Most of us will begin to sink while we're standing, but can you recover and get back on top of this thing? Are you getting anything out of this? Yes, your instinct may be to run, but we can declare uh, that we choose to believe in the Lord. We choose to believe in the word that he has given unto us. Our thinking must remain in proper alignment with the Lord. Now let's go ahead and close here. As we go on here and it says he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately, thank the Lord Jesus. Immediately, he was close enough here. Immediately. Jesus stretched forth his hand. So he was, he'd walked from the boat. I'm not sure how far it was, but he walked from the boat. But obviously they were, Jesus was far enough for them to say, Lord, is that you? How far would it be for them to think that Jesus was a spirit, a ghost? So he must have been a good bit away. 
So he had walked, Peter walked from the boat, I mean, right there in arm's distance from the blessing. In arm's distance from the promise. Arm's distance. And there, that's where the battle really got heated up. The enemy, you go into work and everybody acting crazy. Everybody, the enemy just keeps people going, keep people going, keep people going to distract you, to get your mind off of what Jesus said. Are you hearing me? So it's right there in arm's distance. He, he cries out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretches forth his hand and called him. And here's what we want to stop on uh, this morning. And the Lord said to him, O thou of little faith, where, wherefore didst thou doubt? Fear allowed doubt to come in. Now, fear allowed doubt to come in. Say fear allowed doubt to come in. Now listen, doubt is simply, uh, a doubt occurs when you receive other information. Doubt. Uh, you say, well, I knew my promotion was a lock until you saw someone else's resume who had more qualifications and this and that and the other, and now you doubt if you're going to get the job. Amen. Amen. Right? You say, I was believing God that it was going to rain today until you saw some clouds come over and now you begin to doubt. Doubt is when other information comes in and we receive that. Fear opened the door. Doubt stepped right on in. Doubt, other information makes doubt come in. So Jesus said, where did you doubt, Peter? Where did you doubt? Well, Lord, I doubt, I began to doubt when I started looking at this other stuff. That's where I started to doubt. I, when I started looking at this other stuff, I got afraid and, and then doubt come in. Doubt came in and that's why I began to sink. Well, the good thing is he, Jesus called him and the two of them walked back to the ship together. And as soon as they touched the ship, as soon as the Lord's feet got on the boat, boom, boom. It all ceased. Storm was over. Perfect peace on the sea. Perfect peace on the sea. Perfect peace. So we see what was meant to happen. Peter walks out and then they walk back together. But we thank God for Peter's trouble because it shows us something. We, learn, we can learn um, from um, this faith failure, so to speak. We can learn from this and see, we can see the mechanics of it. So when you go out and you're believing God for something, uh, whether it's for your finances, or your, for your home, or for your family member being saved, Amen. don't look at all the other stuff. Amen. Keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your mind in sync with his mind. Keep your thinking in sync with his thinking. Because the enemy cannot touch you as long as you're in sync with Christ. But his job is to keep your mind off focus. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. And he's going to yell. You put up banners and streamers and balloons and fireworks, whatever he has to do to get your mind off of what Jesus said. Because when he does, you're going to fall. But if you begin to sink, catch yourself. Because if you catch yourself, you'll go right back up again. Praise the Lord. And you'll walk again. Are you hearing? We're done for the day. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We rest in you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. We rest in you, Lord. We rest in you. We rest in you.
We rest in you. We rest in you. Did you get anything out of that today? We rest in you, Jesus. And this is how we're going to continue to have perfect peace as our mind is stayed on the Lord. We've got to keep our thinking in, in sync with his thinking. We must keep our thinking in sync with his thinking. Now, how are we going to have the mind of Christ? Well, we've got to get in his word. We've got to meditate in his word. And as we do that, as we meditate in the word of God, we're going to have good success. Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by way of CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So, would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org.